cynics. They think you're going to fail and they think you're a bad person. You got to go back and do the mental work to teach yourself to recognize the possibility to have optimism again. If you have high distrust, I want you not to be shocked by a low bank account. It takes a lot of trust of others to build real wealth. Things happened and they sucked. We didn't want it. It wasn't okay. But we don't get to blame it for our current trust issues. Cynicism is the number one reason that people who do have opportunity fail to draw from it. Hey guys, did you know I have another podcast now? It's called Marketing with Brendan Burchard. As you can tell, a lot of the conversation in this last two years have been people just asking me how I started my own brand. And on the Marketing with Brendan Burchard show, it's a brand new podcast, I actually share full hour classes that I've done just teaching marketing to any business owner, to any entrepreneur, not just always in my career, but often I'm sharing what's working for myself, but it's a really great lesson in online marketing today. It's just called Marketing with Brendan Burchard. It's a part of my career that most people don't know because for all these years, I only taught personal development to the public, meaning I never gave away free stuff related to marketing. But now I decided to open up the vaults from the last couple of years and really reveal what the modern and powerful marketing strategies are that has helped me build my business, but also the same strategies I've used to build multiple eight-figure businesses and of course, have some legendary exits and investments in unicorn companies. And one of the secret strategies I do to help them build their business is get them to listen to these very recordings that you can access now on the Marketing with Brendan Burchard show. You will be stunned I'm giving away that for you. So could you do me a favor? Go there right now and actually download every single episode. It helps me a lot. And I also think once you listen to one, you'd be like, he should be charging $1,000 for each of these. Again, go to Marketing with Brendan Burchard. It's my brand new podcast. I'm super excited about it. Please go check it out. Marketing with Brendan Burchard podcast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. I can tell you why you won't be wealthy. It's the easiest thing. I told you the number one distinction I've learned in 17 years see possibility. They see possibility. This is why you'll lose the money or you won't chase the money in a healthy way, as we'll talk about. It's the two killers. It just will absolutely destroy you. And here's the truth is, most people have been so destroyed by these top two things, they don't realize the freedom of the bottom two. For those watching and can't see, 
slide behind me, says envy and cynicism. I want to start there. Envy and cynicism. See, if your drive, if your mental look is to see other people of success and envy them, like envy it, like want it for yourself, but feel bad that they have it. That's envy. Like I want it for myself, but they shouldn't have it. And then you add cynicism. What cynicism means is it basically is a deep pessimism and distrust. Cynicism means deep pessimism and distrust. So watch how these two combine to kill all of your motivation, all of your drive, all of your chances. And I want to let you know, most people have these in spades. They don't realize how deep it is. They have envy, and you'll know if you ever had envy if you said, oh, those rich people. I was with a group recently, and somebody said that. She didn't know that two of us were of high means, if you will, materialistically. <laughs> I mean, I generally mean it. We, we were at this lunch. She didn't know. And she goes, all these rich people right now. Da, 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 da. And I just said, where does that come from? <laughs> all those rich people. So wait a minute. All those rich people. <laughs> what are her chances of ever finding wealth? Ever. See, the body and the mind, the spirit won't go after something that you despise. Because remember the first point of congruence? Your body, your mind, your brain, your spirit, you will not go after something you despise. So if your parents taught you to despise those rich people, you won't do the work. You won't accumulate. If you accumulate, you will spend, spend, spend. Because your unconscious says, I don't want to be one of those rich people. Often I tell people, if you find yourself saying that, and by the way, I had said that before. I learned I needed to get around successful people. I was saying all those rich people, like other people say, all those ethnicities. It's usually a general lack of awareness and sitting with people like that. That's where our diversity struggles usually come from. It's immediate biases and blocks that we have, and we've never even sat with a person like that. And we're just judging them. We're just hating on them. We're just coming from some unconscious feeling about them that we don't even know. That was me with successful people. It's one reason I made sure. I was like, I got I to gotta get around successful people. I don't know any. I don't know anyone working as hard as I want to work to achieve the things I want to achieve, to serve at the levels I want. I got to get around those people. I got to figure it out. So envy often sounds like all those rich people. They shouldn't have it. They're bad. All of them are bad. And rich is bad. Could you imagine? So check yourself. A lot of wealthy people employ like 80% of the U.S. So if you like jobs, you probably like wealthy people. <laughs> Do you like jobs? You like wealthy people. It's really a, a weird mindset. Something happened and shifted to the United States where having wealth was bad. And I want to share that with you. It's because often cynicism took hold of us from the media. Cynicism, deep pessimism and distrust. 
And this is rampant in our culture now. It's like cynicism's so, you know, it, it's, it's rampant. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's like a poison right now. People are drowning in pools of pessimism. They're constantly thinking everything's bad, everything's negative, nothing's going to get good. And the pessimism is so deep. And sometimes you have it in your heart. You're, you're pessimistic. You don't believe your spouse can change. And even if they say they can change, the cynicism kicks in. I don't trust you, and you're going to do mean things. I don't trust you. You're going to do mean things. It's going to turn out bad. I don't trust you. You're going to do mean things. It's going to turn out bad. I don't trust you. You're going to do mean things. It's going to turn out bad. And this wheel goes on in our relationships and in our culture and our businesses. I know a lot of business owners who went broke because they got on that wheel. They spiraled out. They worked equally hard, but mentally they spiraled out of the business. They didn't believe in the business anymore. They didn't believe in their team anymore. They started distrusting their team, being mean to their team. They started detaching. They were still working hard, but they were pulling away because cynicism was starting to poison. It corroded them, even though they showed up and did the work. Some of you, you're showing up and doing the work, but you lost trust in the possibility. So you're not whistling while you work. You're corroded while you work. You're angry while you work. Why do I have to do this? F these people. They don't work as hard as me. Not going to turn out any more, any good anyway. And this happens in people's lives, and they are not aware of it. So I hope that just talking about it, if you recognize any of these thoughts, you need to do some deep work. You need a life coach. You need a therapist. You got to read Norman Vincent Peale 17 times. You got to go back and do the mental work to teach yourself to recognize the possibility, to have optimism again. Did you know there's a high correlation between optimists and higher income levels? Did you know optimists also live longer? That's an actual truth, by the way. Some people are like, I don't know. That's actually real. If you can see the good in the future, if you can see the good in the future, that's a seeing the possibility. You can see the good in the future and see good in others. Because you know what? Cynics, they think you're going to fail and they think you're a bad person. In the modern world, we call that Twitter. <laughs> I thought it was funny too. <laughs> it's like, oh, everybody's bad. Everybody, like, listen. I wish you could hang out with me. I wish we go, there's a mall somewhere. I wish we could go to the mall and walk. I walk by people, strangers all the time. And my mind, literally, I trained myself to do this because I recognized I was cynical after grad school. Because in grad school, they taught you to be smart and academically decisive and recognize distinctions. And once you recognize distinctions and you're smart, you know what you do? You start cutting people apart with your logic because you're logical and they're illogical. And there's only that choice. Their logic doesn't make sense. Mine does. They're stupid and they have bad intent. That's what we start doing. And I recognize, I, you ever hear yourself say something negative about a person you don't even know them? You're like, whoa, where did that come from? And you're like, was that what I ate last night? What, how, how, why am I? And I reckon I was saying weird stuff. And the reason was because I was so broke in this fancy, amazing city. And I got bitter about it. Now, bitterness is a dressed-up word for envy and cynicism. It's just easier to say. And people can justify their bitterness. If you say envy, oh, I'm not envious. If you say cynicism, I'm not. Oh, no. 
I'm bitter. You know, I have some reason to be bitter. Of course I'm bitter. I'm divorced. Eh. That's what people do. They justify bitterness. But if you say envy and cynicism, uh. But I recognized, I started judging people. So I said, I need, I need to turn this around. I read my Norman Vincent Peale, and I was like, okay. If you want a recommendation, the tough-minded optimist, by the way. I know a lot of you have learned from personal development like I have. Dale Carnegie and Napoleon Hill. Yeah, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Earl Nightingale. Woo! Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer. Oh, my gosh. Come on. You ready? Those people changed my life, but so did Alfred Adler. Carl Rogers, anyone? Abraham Maslow, maybe? Okay, okay, we got some humanist psychologists in the room, thank you. Okay, Albert Bandura, anyone? Okay, so the psychologists, less, but yeah, those were huge for me too. But they taught me my thoughts will dictate my life. And so I have to be careful, and what I learned was my thoughts were often negative towards other people for no reason, and I were also negative to myself for no reason. And the reason I said, I would love for you to hang out with me one day is because if you and I are walking in public, there's something happening in my mind. And what's happening in my mind is I'm saying, I wish you joy, health, love, and abundance. I wish you joy, health, love, and abundance. I say it all the time. I'm walking down there. I'm standing in Starbucks. I'm watching somebody. They're walking by. My mind's saying, I wish you joy, health, love, and abundance. It's just saying in my mind. It's like it happens so fast. now. It's happened so many millions of times in my head that if you believe in the law of attraction, well, there you go. I don't know. I just, it just, I say it all the time. But I had to take control of my cynical mind and input the thoughts. Raise your hand if you follow. Now, some of you did that when you got into personal development, but you haven't been architecting those thoughts recently. You've been consuming information, but it's derailing you. When you first got into personal development, you had affirmation cards nearby. You had things on the mirror to yourself. You wrote down some quotes and put it on the fridge. You had it underlined. You'd read it several times. You memorized it. Remember memorization? We used to, anyone? No, okay. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. And yeah, I mean, how many got into personal development like a real dork? Come on, out there. I know, I'm like, okay, that's good. So you got into it. I want you to get back into that part where you installed the thoughts. Not just analyze the thoughts. Our culture went whoop into analyzation. Oh, she must have those thoughts because of her childhood, because of where she grew up, because of her culture, because of And we go 70 rounds trying to explain her bad thoughts versus going, hey, babe, this is better. <laughs> you can install the thoughts up here. I'm not saying you shouldn't analyze them. Personal growth is about self-reflection and self-awareness first, self-acceptance second, self-accountability third, and action fourth. It's like the gates to change. It's always the same. If you're ever wondering, why can't I change my life? I'm like, you didn't walk through the gates yet. The gates are awareness, acceptance, accountability, and action. If you've studied my work before, hopefully you know that. If you haven't, take Transformation Week in Growth Day. Awareness, acceptance, accountability, and action. For a lot of people, they have the awareness. They've analyzed themselves 70, I mean, you know your Myers-Briggs and your Enneagrams and your healing cards and your Mystic Rivers and all, I mean, you know all these things? I'm like, that's amazing. What are the five thoughts you should have that would help you dominate and win the week and serve at your highest levels? What are those thoughts? Tell me those, right? 
I can explain myself. Okay, can you manifest yourself? Two different things. Two different things. A lot of people can explain themselves, explain their story, explain where they came from. They'll tell you all day long at lunch why their life sucks and all the things that happened to them and F my parents and this person and there's a shithole and all this other and, and you're like, yo, what are five things you could say to yourself to fire yourself up to win? What are five things you could say to other people to make them feel seen, heard, appreciated, loved? Stop trying to explain why your marriage is the way it is. Put the new thoughts and the new behaviors in and give that a whirl, baby. Give it a whirl. If you have high distrust, I want you not to be shocked by a low bank account. If you have high distrust, I want you not to be shocked by a low bank account. It takes a lot of trust of others to build real wealth. It takes a lot of trust of others to love other people. And no one unlocks the trust but you. You're the only one. You can't blame anyone. Please listen closely. And this is where I differentiate as a coach versus a therapist. I'm not a therapist. I train them, but I'm not one. This is a big differentiator. I want to tell you this. You don't get to blame anyone for your trust issues. Things happened and they sucked. We didn't want it. It wasn't okay. But we don't get to blame it for our current trust issues. We can understand it by saying these incidences happened and I applied this meaning. But if I keep only blaming that, and I don't take some personal responsibility to now ask, how do I want to feel and think and behave now? The most efficacious study in all of therapy that's ever been done is called cognitive behavioral therapy. It is rooted in a very simple idea. You can change your thoughts and the meaning you apply to things in real time, and that will change your emotions and your reality. It's a deep science and probably the most studied therapy of all time now. It's very clear. You've got to get a hold of your thoughts. And I want you to not blame people and just go, I'm here today. Let me put some new stuff up here. If I, when, when I was going through that pivotal time in my life, right before my car accident, some of you know I was suicidal. And when I was suicidal, if that shift hadn't happened with that car accident where I said, I don't know how to be happy. I need to learn to be happy. Before that, I was cynical. All these happy people, they're so fake. <laughs> Who said it? Be honest. Anyone ever? Oh, those happy. Oh, Brennan, he's so fake. He's not that happy. Let me talk to his mom. And then you find out, mom's happier than me, suckers. Oh, she's good. <laughs> And that's what we do, though. Oh, those happy people must be fake. Oh, those healthy people, they must all be on steroids or something. You, you just tell yourself, you're immediately cynical. You don't believe they could be that happy, that wealthy, that happy, that healthy. And so that disbelief, boom, you anchor down, you stop. Cynicism is the number one reason that people who do have opportunity fail to draw from it. They just have distrust. And so therapists are right. Your trust issues are wrecking your life. So figure out what those are. You got to trust your team. You got to trust opportunities. It's hard. Will some people screw you? Yes or no? 
Yeah, some people will, but not all those people, right? right? So you say all those people, you're being racist. I thought it was funny too. Don't divide yourself ever. Those people. Soon you say those, you've created an us versus them. You've pushed them away and you've categorized in such a way you're shutting yourself down from a bigger picture. You've got to keep yourself open to a bigger picture. There's extraordinary people from all walks of life and in your own hometowns. And most of you, if you've studied my work before, the truth is most of you in a room like this, you've already met. You've already met a millionaire who could open some doors, who could mentor you, who could show you. And if you don't believe that, one in 10 Americans today are millionaires. One in 10. So for 10 people you met, one was probably a very wealthy person. And I'm not saying you gotta go ask them for mentorship or all these favors. What I'm suggesting is there is more opportunity. That's just millionaires. Wealthy people, it's probably three out of 10. And it's hard to understand that when you're stuck. Now, again, I know I'm talking to a different group here. Listen, we all struggle. I want you to know if the struggle is coming from up here with distrust and envy. Because you know what? I can also predict if you're gonna break through. Because who breaks through? That bottom part of that slide, enthusiasm and encouragement. Enthusiasm and courage. When you've got enthusiasm, when it's in there, see, here's the thing. Wealthy people, they have enthusiasm to solve problems. They have enthusiasm to build teams. They have enthusiasm to do the thing. That enthusiasm shows up and shows up and shows up and shows up and shows up. Not envy. Envy stops you. Enthusiasm says, I want to go out and do this thing. Wealthy people want to go out and do the thing. Everyone say, do the thing. You got to want to go out and do the thing. Now, remember, you might have to fire yourself up to do that. I got to look at the battle board in the morning and turn on. It's like, you might have to have some growth practices that help you turn that enthusiasm on if it's not natural for you. But you got to do the work. The second piece of there is courage. Oh, I want you to have a courageous 2024. Who's ready for a courageous 2024? So write it down. What would demonstrate courage for you in 2024? In the next 12 months, as I'm talking, just be thinking about what would demonstrate courage in your life? What would be a show of courage? Is it trying a new business? Is it doubling down on something that's working? Is it joining a group? Is it asking for a promotion? Is it moving? Is it starting your own video? Is it turning on the camera, getting in front of the stage? Is it raising your hand, asking for help? What is it for you? I always tell people, a lot of people have a gratitude list, but they don't have a courage list, and they wonder why they're stuck. I'm like, oh, you know, if you've studied me in, in, in uh, growth, they've heard me teach this. I never want you to finish Friday. One of our Friday finishers, we call it. Don't finish Friday without making a bold ask. Every week, I want you to make a bold ask. I learned this from wealthy people. The stuff they ask for is unbelievable. <laughs> You're like, man, but guess what? Everyone judges them for that. They're bold. They're asking for you to work overtime. They're bold. They're asking for people to give them loans. They're bold. They're asking people to join their startup when they don't know what's gonna happen. 
They're bold. They're asking for a favor from their neighbor to mentor them. They're bold. And we think, oh, they're so bold. It's so inappropriate. And I'm like, and I'm over here asking for three months free rent. (laughs) See, you're asking for something. What you ask for from the universe, is it the levels that you want to play at yet? Some people, what they keep asking for lacks courage. They're not asking for things with boldness or courage behind it. Their asks are too small for the fate they're dreaming of. Their asks are too small for the fate or the destiny they dream of. Their asks are just so simplistic. And by the way, that's a, make the asks, but also have that courage list. Also have that courage list. I want you to have that list appreciation list or gratitude list, but also that boldness or that courage list. Wealthy people, I'm telling you, they ask. It stuns me. They'll walk in the bank confidently and ask for a loan, and they're just starting. They just do that stuff. And you're like, whoa. You know, I was with a startup recently. Uh, they just announced that they raised $7 million. I was sitting down with these guys, and the guy looked at me. And, like, literally, he has an idea. He's like, Brendan, I know you're going to be so happy if you contribute. I'd like to open a million dollars up for you to invest right now. I was like, yeah, I love that boldness. I ain't giving it to you, but I love that boldness. Not my lane, but let me connect you with some people in my lane. I love it. Go ask. Why aren't you asking for more? Because you got disappointed in your teenage years. Why aren't you asking for more? You got discouraged in your 20s. Why aren't you asking for more? She already said no. He already said no. Why aren't you asking for more? Because it's scary. You don't ask for more because you might get turned down. We hate rejection. We hate to be judged. But guess what? The greatest salespeople in the world, they, got, they know you got to knock on more doors. And it, you're going to knock on 1,000 doors. They're going to say no. 100 are going to say yes. And that's just the odds. you got to deal with it. Right? When I put my first stuff up on the internet, it was like no one bought, no one bought, no one bought. It was like, why are only one out of a thousand buying? Then someone said, that's pretty good. I go, really? Oh, okay. He said, keep going. I said, really? He said, yeah, keep going. Some of the best answer you ever get in courage is keep going. But keep expecting, seeing that possibility. Know when you're defeated. We're going to talk about that later. Know when you're defeated. Knowing that defeat mind is going on. I literally call it that for myself. I'm like, oh, that's the defeat mind. Defeat mind is talking to me right now. I don't need defeat mind to talk to me because defeat mind doesn't solve anything. Defeat mind stops me. Defeat mind hurts me. What I need to learn to do is I need to turn on the possibility mind. Okay, what is possible? What can I do? What steps can I make? And I just got to notice, can you listen to those two devils and angels? Can you listen when defeat has got you? Right? I love that uh, thing. I was in in a room recently, and I was giving a speech, and in the back of the room, uh, um, the green room, they had this little, I I think somebody left it there. You know, have those big bulbs for the, I think people put makeup and stuff back there. I was wondering, what's, what's all these green rooms for? Do you have a bottle of water? And they're like, that's all you need. I'm like, give me a bottle of water. 
Um, but I was backstage, and I was having like questions about myself, not at this event, but another one. And I was back there, and I was kind of pacing. I was getting my body ready to come out and jump and do the things I do. And I happened to look over, and on the mirror was this little post-it note, and it said, not today, Satan. <laughs> Have you seen those? Oh, I love that line. I was like, Satan, you're not going to get me today. And that's to me that defeat mind, the thing that wants to stop me, the resistance, that thing that prevents me from courageously and boldly acting. I want to live a life of courage. Anyone else? Yes? Yeah. Turn the person on the right, shake them, say, you're more courageous than you know. Hey, it's Brendan, and I want to tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really, Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because, you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in, I've got paying members coming in, I've got all these different products or courses or programs, and, and they've always had these different logins, they've been all over the place. Now, with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post. I can post. We can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio. So can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own, not an option. Too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. 
The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern era. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out.